Greetings, Internet. This is Diary of a Lincoln Geek with episode eight of our podcast. For anyone who isn't familiar with us, we are Diary of a Lincoln Geek and we review board games and just generally talk geeky stuff. And the podcast kind of focuses on board game topics. Today's topic is, is there any room for the classic board game? Whether you play them or whether there's actually room for them physically on your shelf. Yeah, I suppose the question applies both ways, doesn't it? Exactly. Um, of course, here with Dan, who uh, you are familiar with. I'm sure they're all well aware of me. <laughs> and we're also here with Mr. Giorgio. Hello. The rules lawyer arrived. The rules lawyer has arrived in the podcast at last. Indeed. <laughs> nice uh, to have you, George. Yeah, finally engaging in some more digital media as opposed to, you know, that old school written format. I know. Yeah. In the the exciting world of the future. We'll have to have a special George catch-up podcast where he answers the questions from the previous podcasts. Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Definitely. I'm sure our audience are already familiar with us, but if you're not familiar with the website, George is the main editor-in-chief for all the content on the site. We release a review uh, or an article most Fridays. The podcasts come out bi-weekly every Friday. So thank you for listening, guys. It's nice to have you as an audience. But shall we crack on with the show? Yeah, I picked this topic because we always kind of brush over, usually making fun of games like Monopoly and stuff. I just thought it'd be an interesting topic because we've all got those classical board games that we've probably been raised on before we kind of discovered you know modern games you know inverted commas yeah i <laughs> like, know exactly what you but mean. we've all got we've all got family game nights in our mind playing with our parents or our grandparents playing cluedo and monopoly all my early board games were just simple stuff like mousetrap and kaplunk and i, I just got thinking now i've got a kid uh, what kind of games is um, is he going to play as he's growing up because i don't actually own any of those games now <laughs> all my games you would class as modern games, though by the time he's old enough, they probably... I was going to say, when he's playing them, they'll be classics by that point. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably be classed as classics, and they'll be like hollow games by then. Like hollow chess and Star Wars, it'll be like that. Yes, I can imagine that, very true. Are these kind of games going to phase out? I mean, I, I don't think I'm ever going to willingly sit down and play Monopoly, unless he specifically requests for a game on Monopoly. Well, you mentioned Monopoly, but let's, let's start with focus on that, because there's so many iterations of Monopoly. Do you introduce them to the classic, the original London Monopoly base with all uh, the London? The, the fact that you actually think that London is the original. The original is Atlantic City in America. Was oh, it? Yes. Today oh, I, I did not know that. George has done his homework. Yeah, well, I'll say, I, I, <laughs> I do ha- have a special hatred for Monopoly, sort of in the same way as, as uh, Gregor ha- has with Ticket to Ride with the just money-grabbing edition pl- plugging reskins. Yeah. Monopoly certainly has uh, broken up so many families at Christmas. The disagreements on rules and the fact that no one ever plays it properly. Anymore. Yeah, no one ever plays it properly, which is one of the reasons it's so bad, because <laughs> they introduce loads of home rules, but they think it makes it easier, which just, just adds to the game length, like putting money on free parking. Optional auctions is the uh, classic mistake that everyone makes. Yep. It is not optional. It is, a, exactly. it is required. <laughs> should have it yeah it yeah. speeds the game if up. you don't want the property yeah it goes up for auction but how often do you not want the property you land on it's more often how can you not that you can't afford it <laughs> i feel like i'm defending monopoly here which is something i thought i'd never do okay, it's true though <laughs> how many people actually out there play monopoly correctly probably not many go on the website or go on our social media and tell us whether you play it properly or not. We want to know. And also we want to know your house rules. Well, there's kind of the house rules that have just become legend for everyone, mm. really, yeah. haven't they? Uh, like the free parking rule, the optional auctions, and they all just kind of make the game 
a thousand yeah. times longer. But despite that, it's still an awful game and it does tear families apart. It, it's a game of its time, I think. It, and I think this is the whole point. It, it, yes. it became a classic because it worked when it worked. Since then, mm. games have evolved. Yeah. We don't drive around in Ford Model Ts anymore. There's a point where yeah. sometimes games need to know that their time has passed and accept defeat willingly. Yeah, and bow out gracefully. Yes, but but other classic yeah. ones. You know, let, let's uh, let's revisit some of what else we consider classic board games. You you mentioned in about you know you know games we'll play with our with our kids. Yeah, I don't have that many classic board games. What I would consider classic board games anymore. Of course, I've got Battleships which is is a classic yep. and it is there is an element of strategy with, with battleships and it's easy to to, to teach i would yep. play that one with my kids because it's such a simple game along with mastermind mastermind oh god yeah yes i loved mastermind it's such a simple yeah, concept of guessing the color coordination and using the black and white pins yeah. can give you hints to what the combination is. You know, mm-hmm. I've sat and played that with my wife for, for like an hour once. Uh, and it was like best out of three, best out of six, best out of nine. And you just kept going. I, I always did love the mastermind. They say it's so simple, but actually you yeah. can get an awful lot of play out. I mean, that's one thing to say for the classic games because I think they are probably a very good introduction mm. to just board games in general because a lot of them are just a lot mm-hmm. simpler. As I always did enjoy a good game of Scrabble as well. Yeah, Scrabble's a good mind game, gets the brain working as well. Well, this is the thing. Now, that there is a, a game that isn't really reskinnable because it's words and it's still going. When was Scrabble first published? To the internet. <laughs> Who has the best search food? It's nuts to think. Yeah, they can't, they can't really change Scrabble. It's because it's just a word game. Isn't it? I, mean, I haven't seen a Walking Dead Scrabble. No. Yet. Well, I have seen a Walking Dead Monopoly, which is a very thin premise. I uh, must admit. On basic search food, apparently Scrabble is from the 1930s. And we have the opposite original. You've got digital versions. You've got other versions of, of Scrabble-esque games. You know, it's inspired a lot. You've got apps for, for mm. on your phone now. You've got the game versions on your PC. Yeah. My mum and dad will still, you know, play Scrabble at home yeah. and they'll tell me all about, you know, some of the scores they've got. <laughs> it's think, crazy. It, and I think it's a, a key thing for this whole topic, really, is our, our parents' generation. I mean, it's like when I go visit his grandparents and if we, he's old enough to play a game, I'm not going to crack out Terraforming Mars. When I visit my parents, we, we crack out Yahtzee. Yep, Yahtzee. Oh, Pigs. Pigs. Love Pasta um, Pigs. So yeah. many holidays. Pasta Pigs is a great game. Oh, Making yeah. bacon. I think the key is some of these games are just timeless, really, aren't they? And they are timeless, yeah. and which means they've got room on my shelf because I still have Pasta Pigs. I still have a copy of Yahtzee, even though I print out sheets now because I've run out of sheets years ago. <laughs> Other classic board games, I think like Buckaroo, yep. I don't have anymore. Anyway, out of us three, who's got a copy of Buckaroo still? Not me. No, not me. No. Again, it's definitely one I had as a kid, but I'm pretty sure it ended up in a cart boot sale probably. Yeah, I, th- I think you get a lot of those, that are the, the physical component games where it's you grow out of some of the, these things. I'll have felt like that and i think were these games the classic kids games because they were the games our parents had and say we'll be playing carcassonne and settlers of Catan and introducing some simpler games like like that and i dare say some of the uh, fabulous little games that we've uh, been reviewing recently i mean you've got to remember some of these other games that these are buckaroo that we mentioned it was out in the 1970s a lot of these what we call classic games are the mainstream games that all families play. I would say, I think a lot of the... Yeah. We are luxurious in that we are part of the board game hobby. And I would say, do we mm. think that 
how many of these games that are currently what I would call hobby games do we think are going to hit mainstream and become new classics? That's true. I mean, not a lot of them are universally appealing, really, to everyone. No, exactly. Not everyone's got time. I mean, not everyone's got time for a two and a half hour session of Battlestar Galactica or something. But it's not the type of game that we're talking about. That's quick and easy. You know, that becomes the classic because it's a family game. Well, there are there are modern games like that that are just pick up and play in half an yeah. hour, aren't they? Yeah. It's just some. Um, I mean. I'm just thinking about as my son gets older, he's probably going to accidentally stumble into some of the more modern games anyway. You know? Probably because of his dad. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, because that because that's all I've got in the house. Yeah. As soon as he's old enough to break into my games room, mm. <laughs> he's he's going to see a, oh, a huge that could be horror. I know. I'm going to have to lock, lock, the to door. lock away. Yeah. I imagine. I just imagine him mixing all the boxes between them. It gives me uh, all the pieces mixed up in all the boxes. Oh, heart palpitations right there. It gives me night terrors. Because I saw, I saw a TikTok just the other day of a flatmate who had had a house party. His housemate went away who collects Lego and board games. And oh, they'd no. got into the Lego and board games room. And it was a tsunami of parts and board games everywhere, all mixed up. I was having palpitations just watching it. <laughs> My worst nightmare. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, I might have to make a uh, move stuff higher up the shelves that he can't reach. I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to playing games with him when he's a bit older, like Munchkin. I reckon that's mm. quite accessible, sort yeah. of thing. Even though it's a game I kind of mock Loathe. quite a lot now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate for what it is. It's yeah. a simple, fun game, and it might just be a nice, fun way of spending time with the family. And I think that's what you know, that's the kind of thing we're focusing on here. You know, any any room for a classic board game that you know you want to play with your family and that's kind of key yeah i mean it's surprisingly more pro classic game than i thought but thinking about it these games are timeless for a reason our parents generation they're the the main games we're going to play with them really i would say i've been slowly chipping away at the parents with i'm getting them onto modern board games so slowly but we're getting there King Domino is, seems to have been the breaking point. We seem to have got them with that one. I managed to have a successful game of Pandemic one time, but that's that's as far as I can go, I think. <laughs> I, not long ago, I managed to get my mum to play Fun Employment. Uh, they liked that. I, I haven't introduced them to anything you know modern that we reviewed on the site. I must admit now, we, you know, we've been sent quite a few games from suppliers and designers. Some of the ones I've had may become a classic. What are you you thinking then? I know the review's not on the website yet, but it'll be already out by the time this is probably online. So I can mention it. It's Evil Core. Both me and my wife love it so much. I can can see it becoming a a household family favourite. And I'd hate to say I can can actually see it becoming our classic. Whether it's a classic for everyone else is another question. I mean, I, I kind of agree. I, mean, I think what defines a classic is is what we pass on to the next generation, isn't it? Yeah. So, exactly. Chris, I mean, I'm sure you'll be singing the praises of Evil Core yeah. as they're growing up, yeah. and they, they'll probably come to know that as a that classic. That Ascension, I, I would say, you know, classic deck building game, Ascension is a classic in our household. What would yours be then, Dan? What, that I pass on? Yeah, if you could only pass on one game, Dan, what would it be? It's probably the game I'm not allowed to mention anymore. I think (laughs) I've already broke that rule once in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you're going to be handing over Battlestar. Yeah, uh, the holy copy. I will hand over a section. In a glass case. In a glass case. Yeah. George, what would yours be? I think we all know that what my favourite, and I will be getting him to be, or whatever it will be when I... I, I do 3D print my own human. It's probably going to have to be Eclipse, but in terms of actual game, I struggle to move past Carcassonne. I think it's just so simple that has so much depth. Yeah, to it. I think 
I think that that's probably I'd agree with that. I mean, I know that's probably I mentioned it on my unpopular opinions games, <laughs> but I appreciate it. It's a good entry game, and I imagine that's one that could become a classic. It's it's available in a lot of mainstream stores as well. Mm-hmm. I think you don't yeah. need to go to the more kind of obscure hobby. Well, you can you can get it from Waterstones now these days. Yeah, that's a good sign of what game is going to become more than classic, like Ticket to Ride. Mm. Yeah, I would say I think I think the big sign you know you've definitely made it is when it's in your local supermarket. In America, it's Target, and I'm always seeing, you know, posts about, you know, all oh, some amazing deals in Target at the moment. I'm like, I wish we had one here in the UK. Yeah, if only we had a Target to our American uh, yeah. audience out there. Send us yeah. a Target. But what I would like to say to anyone out there who is listening, what kind of games would you hand over to your children, and what do you consider a classic board game? Hit us up on social media. Or even register on the website and talk to us on the forum there. And we have a Discord. So if you have any questions you want to ask us or want us to talk about in this podcast, check us out. I think it's just called the Diary of a Lincoln Geek. You can also come and play games with us on Discord as well. We've actually had followers join and uh, come in and play games, which is great. The more the merrier. The more the merrier, because while some of us can't always play games, there's people out there on the internet that are so always, someone else is always free when you want to play something. Take care, everyone, and stay safe and get your geek on. Keep gaming, yo. And goodbye for me. Bye.